literally only since last semester. Yeah. And then this semester since January is when I actually got connected. I was like, yeah. that's when I was like, I don't care if I know nobody. I'm just gonna go be vulnerable. I don't care if I don't know one person. Yeah. I'm just it's gonna hard, go. Dude. Yeah. It's actually hard. And I'll, yeah, so like, I, I'm pretty, I've been, you know, I can say I've been, you know, strongly trying to really follow God and, you know, that requires putting yourself out there and stuff, but even still, you know, going to a church or something, I don't know, it's still like, I still gotta yeah. consciously make myself be vulnerable and be okay with it. Dude, because when I first, when you first join a church, you don't realize that there are people too. You have these like expectations, yeah. like you gotta act extra holy around yeah. these people. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, they're human. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, so that's actually like similar to my story with Central's. Like I went through my freshman year and I started serving in the youth ministry. And, but I didn't want to go anywhere near the college ministry because yeah. I was like that. I was like, uh, like, you know, it's, it's awkward. It's weird. I'm not really in with these people. Yeah. Um, and then like, I finally just said, just gotta jump in. Like, Dude. You just gotta put yourself out there, man. That's exactly how it was for um, me. And then, plus, I showed up to. It was kind of crazy because the last week of school in December, I showed up to an open gym. I was like, you know, I'm gonna get connected yeah. this semester. I'm not gonna wait till next. Yeah. Time. I'm going this semester. I show up. The one time open gyms canceled. It was like a like <laughs> a like a late night adult meeting. Yeah, I show yeah, up. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's not meant right. Got yeah. got to have this in my plan right now. It's yeah. for next semester, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, it was crazy. Damn, man. Well, I'm glad, dude. I'm glad you jumped in, man. Seriously. Like, it been like, I, we've been like praying this semester just for more people, like more laborers specifically, mm-hmm. people that are like, want to share the gospel, people that want yeah, to. Yeah, have the fire. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Like, you literally, like, you, you really are, like, true. I'm not just saying it's kind of on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are an answer prayer, man. No, seriously. That's, that's encouraging. That really is encouraging. Um, Exciting. That's awesome. Um, just a little housekeeping role. Um, when you when we're talking to the mic, try to talk yeah. kind of close yeah. to it. Okay. Yeah, you can honestly you can pull it up close and kind of just lean forward because, I mean, I got the big daddy right here, so you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll just get, let's jump into it here. Yeah, let's rip get the it, bandaid let's off. Get it. Uh, yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Kenny Vision Podcast. With my boy Brayden Harris, as always, and we got a special guest here with us today. We got Caleb Elliott, this is my guy from uh, Central College Ministry or Central College Church. Um, Caleb, I appreciate you being here with us. Dude, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Dude, out. of course. Um, just to start off, like, tell us about your story, bro. Like, obviously, you're you, you told me you're married a little. You got married last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about your life, bro. Yeah, dude. So. Um, I grew up, let's see, I'll start off with just my testimony of how I, I came to believe in Jesus. Um, I grew up in a Christian home, um, which seems to be the story, honestly, of a lot of people around here. Um, and uh, I was very involved in the church. Um, I was baptized when I was seven um, and very became very active in the church um, as a leader. Um, I led um, worship. Um, I led Bible studies. Uh, you name it, I was, I was kind of there. Um, and... Um, but really underneath all of that um, was kind of a, a self-righteousness and a pride to really what I was doing. Um, and I began to kind of live um, a double life, really just walking in sin. Um, um, specifically, one of my biggest vices in that point in my life was um, my relationship with girls. Um, um, I began to just walk from relationship to relationship and putting my hope and, and kind of my fulfillment in um, and what girl am I dating um, and, and what pleasure is she bringing to me 
Um, and all along, I was doing the same things. I was leading the Bible studies. I was leading worship. Um, I was doing all of that. Um, and kind of just building this image of perfection around me because I really wanted to be that dude. I really wanted to be that. Um, and I remember this specific moment that stands out to me about my walk with Christ when uh, my, about my junior, senior of high school. Um, I uh, basically uh, broke up with this girl that I'd been dating and began to um, see this other girl. Um, and um, all of the things that I had been kind of doing up to this point really started to come out to the light um, about my um, the things I would do behind closed doors. Um, and pretty much my image of perfection just kind of came shattering down. Um, and so no longer could um, would people look at me and say, that guy's perfect. They would look at me and say, um, he's actually been doing all of these things. Um, and I remember this moment um, just sitting or, or really on my knees in my bathroom floor of my parents' house, um, just kind of weeping and crying. And, and for the first moment in my life, um, I, I truly realized why Jesus had to go to the cross. Um, because up until that point, I thought I was pretty darn good at, at making my own righteousness, right? Like I was pretty darn good at building it. Um, and that was really the first moment in my life that I, that I felt just the weight of my sin and felt, um, felt the need I had um, for a Savior, really. Um, and so, and to be honest, um, I, I, I don't know if I was saved up until that point. Um, I, I don't know if I was saved when I was younger, and then maybe that was the moment that I kind of had a realization of my faith. Or maybe that was a moment that I actually believed in Jesus um, that's honestly still something I'm kind of walking through. Um, but what I do know is that by the grace of God, now I know, you know, um, now I know that Jesus is, is, is enough. Yeah. Were you going to say something? Yeah. I was yeah. just going to go off that. And I like how you start off with your testimony because that's kind of, I would say that's me and your very story similar. is very similar. How we grew up in the Christian home and we thought we were Christian and we, the same way, mm-hmm. you know, we might've been saved. We really don't know, or I personally don't know. Yeah. But now I do know, yeah. and it, it's it's kind of crazy once you really understand the power of the cross, yeah. the weight of your sin, yeah. that you truly need a Savior, it changes the game yeah, for you. It is, um, and um, if uh, the deal is if I wasn't saved, honestly, when I was seven, if I wasn't saved, um, and I walked that entire part of my life not um, heading towards eternity with the Lord, that actually like greatly changes the way that I evangelize greatly what changes the way that I share the gospel with people because there are um, people all around especially in Texas that grow up with that same kind of story you know yeah for real yeah. and so not to chase a rabbit trail I'll get back to my story but so basically um, that's the moment that's one of the pretty much most defining moments in my walk with Jesus and then um, I uh, graduated high school went to college um, and um, honestly uh, I would love to say that I I, I realized that about Jesus and then um, like stopped all that sin um, but I mean as y'all know as we all know that's not really how it works you know um, and so um, I continued on and I had a couple of more relationships um, and um, but this time it was a little different I began to feel the weight of my sin the weight of my uh, the Holy Spirit began to convict me and as I came to college it began to shape kind of my heart a little bit more and, um, and, and really probably the second biggest part of my testimony is that God brought a, a group of men um, into my life in college, um, my very closest friends um, still to this day, um, that came around me and, and we just began to do life together, um, meet together once a week, study the Bible, um, 
exalt each other, encourage one another, and keep each other accountable. Um, and God used those men in my life to uh, free me of that relationship. Um, I finally put that, that last toxic relationship down um, and um, really just begin to surrender everything to him. Um, and from that moment on, that was about my uh, freshman or sophomore year of college, um, is when God rapidly began to change who I was. Um, and so, um, yeah, so, and then um, about, let's see, maybe my sophomore, into my sophomore year, beginning of my junior year, um, I uh, went to a conference that was about uh, the church, um, and uh, God kind of honestly just lit me up really just woke me up like I felt like I was um, blind specifically to what is my role um, on this earth and what is my role in God's plan of salvation and what is the church the purpose of the church Um, because up until that point in college um, I'd begin uh, church was kind of just one of my other side hobbies right yeah Uh, so especially um, here at A&M we have a lot of student organizations Mm. a lot of ways that you can get involved so uh, church honestly central specifically was kind of just another organization in my pocket, you know? Um, and I just had this moment of realization that, man, um, we are called um, to proclaim the excellencies of him, right? That call this out of darkness. Um, and I just began to drop uh, a, a few other things, right? I was involved in a student organization. That was a great organization. Mm-hmm. Um, great organization, great people. That's how I met those guys. Um, but I, I stepped away from that because it was distracting me from God's purpose for my life. Um, specifically within the local church and I just been getting pour everything I had into uh, the local church really um, and so um, then shortly after that <laughs> that's actually how I met my wife so that's cool yeah I know really cool um, so I met um, Kendall um, doing youth ministry at Central um, and uh, she led uh, the same age group that I led in Bible study um, and um, man I just one of those things like just doing ministry and I'll just look up across the room and there's that fine looking woman Uh, (laughs) like uh, you know and I hadn't like I've noticed her a couple times but then I just saw like one day I just looked up and I was just like what am I doing like 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 the movie scene type you just looked up and you knew from the job that's crazy it's like I had my head down you know just and then I just kind of looked up and there she is like right there you know that's funny uh, and I always kind of thought man this woman is like she's solid like everything I see in scripture about what God thinks uh, is lovely about a woman like she is Um, and so uh, one day I was like you know what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go shoot shoot my shot. You know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, I ended up um, asking her out, um, asking her on a couple of dates, and, and we started dating. Next thing you know, um, man, we're talking about getting engaged, um, and uh, we got married last August. Um, and she's the biggest blessing of my life, um, undoubtedly. Um, she's way out of my league, <laughs> both spiritually and physically. <laughs> that's cool, but, uh, bro. So yeah, man. I guess that's kind of up until this point where I'm at. Dude, you covered so much. That's powerful, bro. That's awesome. You covered you cover how you came to Christ. You covered community in the church, how the church is supposed to be viewed. You covered uh, relationships. You covered about seven podcast <laughs> topics in, yeah. a, in your testimony. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> pretty crazy. Yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, thanks, wow. man. Um, so I guess we'll probably just jump into uh, – right now I'll let you get into this, but lately we kind of been just diving into the gospel. Like for a while, me and Brain, we kind of started off our podcast talking about like these – broad ideas they were they were big great biblical ideas but 
we kind of realized that lately we've just been on the gospel, gospel, gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Brayden, I'll let you uh, kind of branch into what we've been talking about the last two episodes, kind of like that gospel conversations we've been having and stuff like that. Uh, I'd say um, a big part has just been, you know, we're saved by grace through faith. I feel like that's kind of, uh, it's been a reoccurring theme. Uh, also, whenever going and speaking to people and stuff, uh, the big um, question that comes up um, you know that that you see change in and if someone understands that you just see that they know their identity when they go I'm saved by grace through faith you know and that that uh, that is so much the uh, principles of I mean that is the foundation of our faith you know that's uh, in my opinion you know that's that's our very foundation um, you know, that we're through Jesus Christ, through our faith in Jesus Christ, um, you know, we're saved. So uh, that, that's kind of, um, you know, and for me, it wasn't that I ever lost knowledge of that. But in my practicing, um, it was almost just, you know, you seek, uh, seek knowledge, you seek deeper understanding of the word, you seek you seek these things and you want, and it's out of a, a good heart. You really want to, but then uh, you begin to overcomplicate things in your life. Whenever you really just need to apply the, the simple simpleness, the simpleness of, yeah. of what Jesus has done, and because Jesus covers all, Jesus covers everything that in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how big or small, you can come to Him and deal with it right there. Yeah, you know, it, it doesn't have to wait. It doesn't have to. You don't have to get this crazy complex. Being saved by Jesus and what He's done covers everything. So then you yeah. can just go right into that, you know. Yeah. yeah so, I, Caleb, I want you to describe the gospel. I just want to have a disclaimer here. I spread the gospel with Caleb about two weeks ago. I think Braden spread the gospel with him yesterday on campus. This man right here, when he spreads the gospel, he just—it's it, a different way. To, it's just—it's just different. So, Caleb, please just describe the gospel to our viewers here. Yeah. What it means to you, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Would you like me to kind of do my whole like sharing the gospel Dude, with someone? Or, yeah, just yeah. go through right, the basics. Cool, cool, yeah. And let me say a disclaimer too. Like, I like a year and a half ago, gospel sharing was not a regular part of my life. Um, honestly, really, up until like my sophomore year of college, I didn't even know how to share the gospel. I never even been taught how to share the gospel. So this is something that's really new to my life, and I'm still learning um, every day. But um, as we've kind of gone out on campus, I've gotten to pick up a couple couple things. But um, but yeah, so if if I was going to explain the gospel to someone, this is um, this is what I would say. Um, and I usually use I usually draw a diagram, um, but um, I can kind of just go through it in my head. Um, so it's not hard to, to look out on the world and, and see that um, there's something wrong with the world. Um, I mean, we've got uh, worldwide pandemics. Uh, we just went through a terrible winter storm. Um, but we've also got mass shootings, um, divorce. Um, and we've also got things inside of us like greed, pride, selfishness. Um, and, and so, um, I mean, we could agree there's a lot wrong with the world. Um, but um, what I believe is that when God created the world, um, it was a perfect design, and He didn't actually um, th- those things that weren't actually here. Uh, and God created the world um, with man and woman, and He gave us a choice uh, to either choose to to love and obey Him, 
um, or, or choose to disobey him, right? Because um, if I, uh, it, let's say, let's say God didn't give us the choice, right? He didn't give us the choice, and we had to love him. That's not really what love is, right? Like if I just had to love Kendall, it wasn't my choice. Wouldn't it be really love? Sometimes I choose to love Kendall, right? Um, so God gave us a choice uh, naturally, um, and, and from the beginning of time, um, man and women chose to disobey God, uh, and, and that's what we call sin. Um, and, and the simple definition of sin is basically I do what I want to do, right? Um, and so sin um, actually fractured that perfect design and broke it, and that's actually what how we got to where we are today with all of the evil in the world. Um, and so when you actually look at it, we are responsible for, for the evil in the world right now, for, for the sin, for the, ch- the decisions that we make. Um, and, and we don't want to be where we're at right now. We don't want to be um, in this, what we call brokenness and evil. And so um, we try to get out of it um, many different ways. Some of us try to be the most successful person that we can be. We want to make the most money, be the most popular person that we can be. And that's really what's going to give us meaning in this life. Um, some of us, um, even a brief part of my story that mentions, uh, we try to drown in alcohol. Um, we try to just drown our sorrows in, in alcohol and feel that um, kind of pleasure we get from that. Um, some some of us uh, try. Uh, this is, I mean, a big part of all of our stories. We just want to be a good person. Um, we think that that is what's gonna um, make us whole. That's what's gonna give us life here in this earth. Is if we just be kind, we just do the right things, be a good person. But all of these things that we try to we try to um, put our put make our life about um, are actually like bungee cords, and that just brings us right back to where we are, and, and that's broken in, 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 the, in the evil, right? Um, but the gospel is the good news of Jesus, and that when God created the world, He knew that was going to be a problem. He knew that He was going to have to make a way for us to get back to Him, um, and that's where Jesus comes in the picture. And so Jesus uh, is fully God fully man. He came down to the earth and he lived a completely perfect life, a sinless life um, so that he could die on the cross. Um, and when he died on that cross, he it, not only did he take a physical, one of the worst physical punishments that, that anyone could ever take, he also took the full cup of wrath of God that we deserve because of this sin, right? Um, we deserve because, because we sinned and disobeyed a, a perfect and a holy God. Um, but Jesus took all of that wrath on the cross and he took it to the grave. He took all of our sins to the grave. Um, and then it didn't end there. He actually rose from the grave three days later um, and, and defeated death, proving that he wasn't just a man, but in fact, he was also fully God. Um, and then he, he rose to heaven, right? Um, and, and completed the work of the cross. And now that's how we get back to God. Not through any of these things that we try to do, like um, a lot of us said, you know, being a good person, doing the right things, that's not going to take us back to God because the ultimate reality is we can't do the right things. The only thing that's going to save us, the only thing, is the grace of Jesus and the cross. And that's all we're called to do is to repent from our sin, believe that Jesus' sacrifice is enough, um, and we have eternal life. Uh, Yeah, so that's the gospel. That's what I would say. Amen, brother. Walk us through kind of uh, this blame test that you put people through. Yeah, dude. So uh, this is actually something new to me. It's really cool. Um, the blames test is a test that I would use as I share the gospel. Um, a lot of people, like especially when you go on campus, they don't see that they're not necessarily a bad person in the world's eyes, right? Like they don't, um, 
they really don't do a lot of bad things, they would say. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm not really that bad of a person. I'm yeah. a pretty good person, right? Yeah, I, I would say that bad things are subjective until yeah. you put them up to an objective God. Exactly. exactly. Amen, brother. That's good. So that's why we use the blames test. And so the blames test is basically when we start talking about sin, um, we'll say like, um, well, the question is, who is to blame for this sin? Um, let's take a blames test. So, so the B um, stands for blasphemy. Um, I would ask, have, um, have you ever said like OMG? Um, you know, even t- through a text. Yeah, even through a text, anything. And I'd be like, I have. Have you? And they're like, Yeah, okay. So we, we're both guilty for that, right? Um, have you ever lied? Um, if they say no, then they just lied, probably. So. Yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but most people are like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, of course I've lied. Bible says not to lie. That's what we're guilty for. Um, have you ever adultered? And most people we don't we share with, obviously. Which married. what's adultery? Yeah. So adultery is is um, is going outside the confines of marriage, um, and um, and finding sexual pleasure in, in a woman other than your wife, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so most people would say, no, I haven't adultered. Um, but actually, the Bible, uh, what Jesus says, um, is that anyone who looks upon a woman uh, um, in a lustful, shameful way um, is an adulterer. I mean, that's, that's straight from the Bible. And so um, you, me, both adulterers, we've both done that. Um, the M um, would stand for murder. Um, so I would say, you know, you, you probably haven't murdered anyone. If you did, you probably want to tell me. Um, you probably would not be here right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but um, the Bible actually says, um, Jesus says, if you look on a brother with hate, you're, you're a murderer. You're just just like a murderer. And have you looked on somebody with hate? I have, definitely. Okay, we're both to blame. Um, the E in blames would stand for exalt. So have you ever exalted anything above God? Have you ever put anything above God? Have you ever had an idol above God? Have you gone a day without reading your Bible or praying to God? Definitely me, right? Me too. A lot of days, yeah, all of us. They would say, yeah, I have. Okay, so we're both guilty of exalting something else above God, which is something the Bible clearly calls us not to do. Um, and then the last one would just be steal. Have you ever stolen anything? Like at, like stolen a pencil, you know, from mm-hmm. somebody that you wanted to keep? Yeah, I've stolen a pencil. Bible says that's a sin. That's disobeying God. I've done that. So when you actually look at it, we are to blame. Like you may think you're bad, just like you said, when, you know, you may be a good person up to the world standards, but when you put your standards up to um, a holy and perfect God. And so another thing that we like to do um, that Adam taught me is, um, let's say you offend, um, let's say you, uh, in school, like you, you uh, offend your teacher, you do something wrong. Uh, what kind of punishment are you gonna get for that? You know, like maybe detention. Detention, yeah, like something like that. I don't know. Um, well, let's say you punch a cop. What do y'all think? I'd say ticket. Yeah. Uh, jail. Jail yeah. <laughs> Two hundred dollar fine. Yeah. Send you on your way. Yeah. yeah. All right. So punch a president. Punch the president. You, I mean, Joe Biden just rocking. What, what's going to happen? That's terrorism. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. That, but that's uh, that's that's prison long Maybe time. death penalty. Yeah. Um. So the the the. The severity of your punishment depends on the authority of the person you offend. Right? Come on now. Yeah. So when you look at it, and this was mind blowing for me. I learned this about a year ago. This is mind blowing. So when you offend God, who created the whole universe, who has all authority, I mean, He's so far above us. I mean, I, I mean, there's nothing, nothing compares to Him. When you offend Him, the punishment is severe. Like right, like the punishment is hell. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the purpose of the blames test is to show people you have sinned, you have offended God. Like you have, all of us have. 
Um, but it just makes the cross so much more powerful, you know? You know what I like about that? The blame test is, you know, you were describing the brokenness in this world, pandemic, mm-hmm. um, divorce, all this stuff. When I hear that stuff, I'm like, that still doesn't talk about me. But mm-hmm. depression, all these things, um, anxiety, all these things are caused by the every individual sin in their life. Mm-hmm. So when you recognize that, like, okay, I... Maybe not have caused the divorce down the stroke, but that general brokenness, that that general like me choosing what I want over what God wants, is the cause of all the brokenness that we see today. Mm-hmm. It's like very eye opening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but next, I mean, we kind of described the gospel very, very well. You're very talented in that. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you. You know, you kind of described your testimony. Um, you said. You, you grew up in a Christian home and, you know, you were testing out the waters. And kind of that guy we spread the gospel with, he said he grew up in that Christian mm-hmm. home. Um, what do you think is lacking in, like, those Christians, that, that gospel message that they, like, because obviously we know if you are a true Christian, you will never walk away from the faith, that there yeah. is something that changes in you. Yeah. Um, what do you think is lacking for those Christians, maybe? Yeah, um, I would say... I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things lacking right now. Um, but I would say maybe the one I see the most, um, and it was lacking for my life for a long time, is a, a lack of understanding of the serious of who God is. Um, so I mean, we all have to answer the question: Is God really who He says He is? I mean, we've got to open up the Bible. Um, read Revelation four. Read Isaiah six. Talks about the throne room of God. If God really is who He says He is, He deserves everything. I mean, like everything. Not, not. I mean, everything. Right? Like, not for a second should I turn my eyes or my attention away from God. If He really is who He says He is, and so most people, I would say, worship the different God or the different God. They they think God is um, their small. homie, their best friend. Yeah, or something. yeah. They don't understand the holiness of God and. Um, uh, I feel like that it's common to form God to your will instead yeah. of you being formed to his will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, who serves who? Is yeah. God like my genie in a bottle? Like, he serves me, you know, God, pray. I want I want money. I want a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Or do I serve him? Is he the Lord of my life? Yeah. And that, yeah. Would, yeah. I mean, exactly. you can elaborate. No, I mean, um, I mean a, verse, a verse that has really shaped my, my understanding of this is, um, I think Isaiah 66 2. Let me just open it up. Hey, <laughs> I don't want to like open it up. Man. Um, but um, let's see. Yeah, Isaiah 66. Let's see, 1 through 2. Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What is the house that you would build for me? What is the place of my rest? All these things my hand has made, and so all these things came to be, declares the Lord. But this is the one whom I will look. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. Um, and I just remember reading that and thinking, I've never trembled at the word of God. I've never even realized what is it that I'm actually reading. And I've never truly grasped the weight of who God is. Um, and, and, and I mean, like I said, if, if he really is who he says he is, um, he deserves everything, everything. And so I, that's what I think is, that's what I think is lacking, um, and, I, and I don't understand fully why. Um, I think there's some faults maybe um, in, in the way we do church. Um, there's some faults. I mean, I mean, there's it's there's some faults in me. I mean, I still 
Um, I don't want to say this and act like I always give God the worship he deserves. I, the reality is I don't. More, more often than not, can't give God, God the worship he deserves. Um, and, and so I'm not perfect in this, but um, but I don't know. I don't know what, why, but um, that's what I would say maybe is, is missing the most. Would y'all yeah. agree? Or would y'all Absolutely. Say? I mean, I think you, I mean, what you said, it, uh, it kind of boils down to me to the worries of the world. Um, you know, you're so indulged in, the world and what it has that you don't even take a minute to look for um, deep, you know, the deep truth of, of anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know so many people that just live a surface life their whole life. I mean, I lived for so long just a surface life trying to get the most I could for myself. And um, you can you can live your whole life like that and just, I mean, you can do that. There's, you know, there's, uh, you can always try to want more. You can always try to get more. There's always more, more, more. <laughs> You know, and then, uh, but taking a second to acknowledge that, um, just to think about God, ponder God, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, uh, you know, you're, uh, I would just say that your level of concern for the world starts to get a lot lower. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you realize that if there's a God that made me, there's, you know, there's gotta be something, there's gotta be something different. There's gotta be something more mm-hmm. than this. And, uh. I remember kind of being scared of that. Like, I remember kind of being scared that if this is it, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, and, and that's kind of uh, part of some things that kind of pushed me into God was that I was like, I know I'm not good. I, yeah. I know. I, and I, I kind of realized my brokenness, you know, uh, um, you know, which I, of course, we can, I, I'd attribute to God as well, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I just realizing. And then I was like, if this God thing, you know, if it's if this is a real thing, I gotta, you know, I gotta chance, take a chance and, and see if this, um, see what this really might be, mm-hmm. and um, it just like made everything of my concern. It just went way, you know, it just mm-hmm. went pushed right into the back, you know, right, right to the back of of everything, yeah. and just so life changing. I mean, simply believing that there is. Um, there's there's a God who is above all things. I love in that scripture when it says, you know, uses earth as a footstool. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That that makes you realize the the just the I mean in, insane um, just gravity of God. I would say just the gravity of of who God is and what we really worship. Mm-hmm. You know what we really. This is the God that stands behind us, and this is the God that we get on our knees for yeah you know yeah so that that's um you know it says in the in proverbs the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the lord Mm -hmm. um you know that was just like i i know that from my experience i began to think there's a god i gotta get you know like i i know i'm not Mm -hmm. you know i know i'm not enough if there's a god you know Mm -hmm. and i i i began to fear god and so you know you could say that i that's my beginning of wisdom yeah and uh, so that's, I, I definitely feel like you hit the nail on the head with what yeah. you're saying. And it spoke to, you know, what we were listening listen yeah. to um, yeah. Adam teach about yesterday. And um, the seed, what which seed was that? The one that the worries of the Choke, world. Yeah. Choked it out, right? You know, it's choked out by the thorns. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I felt. But yeah, it's yeah. most common. And went to when, when you, like, this changes everything about your walk with Christ. So let's look at, like, worship. Um, prayer and sharing the gospel. Um, when you realize 
when you are talking to that God, that literally earth is his footstool. He sits on the throne of heaven and the seraphim praise him. The kings cast their crowns before him. And you're about to talk to that God? Like the creator of the universe is about to turn his attention to you, to listen to you. Oh my gosh. Like uh, like Isaiah 6, when, when Isaiah uh, comes into the throne room of God, he, what is he, he falls to his face and says, woe is me. That's our response when, when God, when we talk to God, right? I mean, that changes the way that you pray. When you look at worship, just coming into worship on a Sunday morning, um, when you think about the God that you worship and the way that those seraphim just sing their mm-hmm. little, you know, lungs out, like when you think about what's going on in the throne room of heaven and you're, you get to mm-hmm. worship that God, no longer does it become about, man, I don't really like this song. You know, yeah. or uh, they don't really sound that great uh, today. You know, um, man. When you think about those words you're singing, that completely changes the way that you do you worship, you do church. And then let's look at um, like sharing the gospel, evangelizing. If you believe that God is as holy as He says He is, you, you, there's no other right response besides telling other people about that God. No matter what you may face, no matter what opposition you get, it's worth it because of. God is who he says he is. And so if it changes, it changes everything. It changes everything for me. It continues to change everything for me. But, but yeah. Yeah, I like that. And I like how you talked about church, you know, how you view church. Um, when you start becoming a, uh, a giver, what is I, I stopped becoming a, a consumer yeah. when, I started, yeah. when I started going to church and I started being a giver. Like I want to go give something to the church instead of just receiving all the time. And I think about like a lot of people believe in God, a lot of people are mm-hmm. Christian. That's not what's lacking. What's lacking is complete reliance upon yeah. God. You know, you read Matthew 5. It said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It literally tells you how to get to heaven. Are the people who are poor in spirit, who they're, they, they recognize that they are poor in spirit, and they have to rely upon God. It's that reliance mm-hmm. factor that is missing. Mm-hmm. And completely putting yourself aside and putting all your trust yeah. In God. Not like, okay, I believe in like, let me just continue to like, like fight, fight, fight for what I want, fight for what I, I think is right. No, surrender, complete mm. surrender. I mm. think that's what yeah. is a yeah. big thing missing. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So I, I, I think next I want to ask you, Caleb, if, if there's someone listening who is like, I want to take this next step. I'm a believer, but like, I know I can grow more. Mm where where do you how would you give that advice i would give this advice like this this obedience kind of this idea that adam was talking about yeah, last yeah. night um i would just elaborate on that so yeah, what do you think about yeah, that like they want to take the next step in their faith or evangelizing I, um here I have, a, I have a little i have a little bit to say about my yeah, early decision to choose christ yeah. so um i have a my story is pretty crazy because although there was you know, Christian people that were very good to me in my life. Um, I did not think that my sin was wrong, that I was in. Um, but I got started getting into the deeper questions, and I decided that I was like, I think God's real, and so I'm like, I'm gonna, if God's real, I'm gonna put my time into this, and I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna put God on my mind all day, and. I'm going to do what, you know, just kind of everything that I would think in, in just in my own mind, I'm going to do everything that comes with, you know, believing that God's real. And, um, so of course I started reading my Bible and stuff, but I was, um, 
convicted immediately on things that I, I can't explain to y'all how I was convicted, but I knew it was wrong to uh, lie. I knew it was wrong to, um, of course, your parents have told you that and that kind of stuff, but I knew it was wrong to look lust, lustfully after women. I knew it was wrong. Like I kept getting this. I'm like, man, this is weird. Like, why, why do I have guilt? And I, and there was a, even a small period of time before that that I was still doing those things, but I was like starting to feel this like guilt. Like, I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. Never felt that. Never felt guilt. And just feeling like, man, this is wrong, you know. And but it was my first step in obedience that even though I didn't have any knowledge, I had I had no knowledge about God, none, none. But I believed, and I was like, I want to obey. I want to I want to go with this if He's real. And in that, the further I got to expand my knowledge, the more I got to obey. But it first started with obe- uh, obeying Him. You know, it wasn't it wasn't first gain knowledge. It was first I obeyed, and then I could I could receive more knowledge to get to obey even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up. Oh, oh, that was a terrible question. I really didn't word that right. Oh no no no. But the scripture I'm referring yeah. to is John 14:21. Yeah. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. Yeah. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest manifest myself to him. For Christians who think. Oh, if I just go to church, they'll tell me something that will change my life. They will, you know, I'll read this, get to a point of being so smart, get to a point of accumulating knowledge. Then I will maybe take that next step. No, where you take the next step is just obeying the word. It's not about accumulating accumulating knowledge. It's not about knowing certain things. It's about doing what the word of God says. And then it says, if you love him, you will obey him. And then he will manifest himself in you. He will start to give you knowledge he will start to reveal himself to you slowly and slowly slowly through more obedience yeah yeah i would exactly i would agree with both y'all and say that to know those commands the best step for you to take is just towards the word of god because absolutely yeah i mean the word of god will change you it's sharper it's sharpening it two-edged sword living and active um i think about um i think about a story of a guy um his name is felix i can tell you because he would tell you if he was sitting right here um, that I met last uh, year in a coffee shop. Um, he's got an incredible testimony, just um, inc- crazy, just crazy. Um, but when he uh, began to be interested in, in following Christ and knowing more and um, in, in taking that next step like you talked about, um, all he did was begin to open up the Bible and read. All, that's yeah. all he did. That was the first step. He didn't, he didn't go to church first. Um, he didn't seek someone out. All he did was open up the Bible and start reading. And it completely changed him. Um, and, and Felix has been a believer for like, um, I want to say, you know, eight to ten months. Um, but he knows more of the word um, than me, than I would say most people I'd know. And that's only because his first step was just opening up the word of God, just doing what it says. And it sounds so simple. It sounds too simple to be true. But that's, I mean, that's the truth. That's No, that's, I, it, you know? that's exactly. I mean, I I had agreed to... to I said I wanted to take that step in obedience, and then I read the word, and I was like, I'm just gonna take it, whatever it says. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do it, mm-hmm. and I mean, it just changed, it just changed my life, you know, yeah. so, so supernatural and radically, like it, it, it changed my life, and I'm, I don't want to discount any of the people that poured into my life. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But in that first step, it was purely, it was purely God in my life. Mm-hmm. 
you know, come in and, and, and just taking root and taking, you know, just swooping me off my feet, you know. I like that. And I was watching either Paul Washer or John MacArthur, and they were talking about, you know, these people talk about these, these dreams of becoming these great Christians. Like, you'll see Tim Tebow, you'll see, you know, these people are like, I want to be like them one day. And you think it's just this far off goal. But in reality, there are things we can do every single day to glorify God. God wants you to live a life, or it, I should say this, it is possible to live a life every single day that is glorifying to God, that honors God, that God is proud of, right? Yeah. But it is waking up every single day and just trying your best to do what the Word tells you today. Not like, you know, in a year I want to just study this theology and maybe one day, you know, it will just click in my head. No, wake up tomorrow and just do what the word tells you to do. It, I think it's kind of simple. Yeah, it's yeah. just that obedience factor and yeah. and trying your best to rely on God and just do what He commands and obey Him. Mm. And that means you love Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you love Him, you obey Him. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've said this a lot that um, you know people I've talked to that um, you know they like I'm just you know I, I how do you hear God like how do you you know I'm struggling hearing hearing the voice of God and I'm like. Well, you know, you can start at the ones that he wrote down in his book. Like, he has good commands there, too. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Start with yeah. obedience there, and then you can, you know, whatever. But, you know, you can start right there. He's got plenty of good stuff in there, you know, I, I assure you, you know. So, 100%. Yeah. And that's how it started with me. It, it was just blind obedience. So, awesome. so uh, I mean... I don't really got much, Caleb. I mean, you got anything else you want to say? Like, if you want to leave a little bit of knowledge for somebody listening, like, what, what you got? <laughs> uh, kind of dropped you on see, the... Bro. Let's see. I, I guess, okay, I'll just share probably my life first right now is, is one that's changed my life is, um, is Acts twenty twenty four when Paul says, I do not count my life of any value or precious to myself, but only that I may finish the ministry that Jesus has given me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a verse that I just pray over um, everyone, honestly, every Christian that walks the face of this earth, and that we want to count our life of any value or precious to ourselves, but everything that we do would be only to finish the ministry that Jesus has given us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, that's 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 where true life is found, so and that's where I found life, honestly. So, so um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, that's all I got. I got I got one uh, since uh, since you were talking about you know your favorite uh, just kind of. I, I guess you'd say like kind of your mission statement. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah for sure. For so sure. Uh, I would, I want to read something. Uh, I think I even read on one of our early podcasts that um, just changed uh, the way I thought about God. Since we've been talking about how uh, just the the divine, you know, gravity, huge nature of God, um, just the amazingness. I wanted to point to a part in scripture where. Uh, you just get an understanding of, like, it, it's just a, a chapter that, that makes you feel like, man, God made all this. So, uh, it says that, uh, th- this was a part in Job where, actually, Job had kind of began to question God. And God comes to him and he's like, then the Lord, and it says, then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you and you and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid the foundation of the earth? Tell me if you ha- if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? 
or who laid its cornerstone, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut in the sea with, with doors when it burst out from the womb, when I made clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band, and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors, and said, Thus for all, thus, thus far shall you come and no farther, and here shall your proud ways be stayed. So that that's just a small part. I, I highly encourage y'all to read Job 38, 39, and 40. Uh, just powerful from God. You know, who else could state it like that? Mm-hmm. Only God. Mm-hmm. Only Holy God. Spirit. Only, the, only yeah. the God that created it could state it like he did. I'm just like, oh, that, that wrecked my life whenever I read that. You know, just to, like... I got a quick question, God. I really got a quick question, God, man. <laughs> For real. Uh, well, I mean, I think we should just wrap it up, man. I, Caleb, we appreciate you coming on here with us. We're going to have to maybe get you on again, dude. dude. This was fun, man. I enjoyed this. I've never done this before, but this For is real. cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll just encourage y'all. Like, If y'all have any questions, feel free to hit us up. Um, DM us, text us, whatever. But, yeah, God bless y'all. Cool. So. That's it. That's how it works. Got it. That <laughs> Bro, that's fun, man. Dude, I love it. Like, I, I love that, man. I love just talking with y'all, dude. That's cool.